Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Social Ninjas Podcast. Where your hosts, Kyle and Jeremy, have vulnerable conversations with the most successful entrepreneurs in the world to learn how they created and maintained an optimal mental health while building a thriving business. If you are an entrepreneur in the early stages of building your business who wants to learn techniques, tips, and tricks to improve your mental health to keep you and your business running smoothly, you're in the right spot. Quick disclaimer before starting the show. Kyle, Jeremy, and the guests they bring on the show are not health professionals, and what they say should not be used in place of a replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy the show! We also have a very special guest with us today, Kobe Boyce. What is up, Kobe? What's good? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Grateful you're here. Uh, excited to hear more about your story. Yeah, man. It's a lot, but we'll get to it. So can you, or for people who don't know who Kobe Boyce is, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe a, a little bit about your story and maybe what you're kind of doing now. Um, so I play... My name is Kobe Boyce, born in Lake Dallas, Texas. Uh, lived there for all my life. I was brought up in sports. I, that was my main. I was named after Kobe, so like, kind of had to go with it. So, you know, I had a it's a big name to follow up by. So, not saying I was nowhere near that, but like, even as a young kid, like I was always told like. I was just different athletically, but like in this classroom, I was that's where I struggled. And I was always like, teachers were telling me I wasn't gonna do it, like make it, you know what I'm saying? Like I had everybody telling me bully because I was never good at school. They did all this, they put me on meds, all that. It's really crazy. Um, I went to a school called Shelton that basically like has people with ADHD, ADD, all that. Everybody's drugged up at that school. And now that I look back on it, all my friends are messed up in the head, the people I used to grow up with, because, like, they kept taking those, like, Ritalin, Adderall, all that stuff, like, as a child, like, you're doing that from, like, fifth grade to you graduate to to go to college. Like, that's going to mess you up. People wonder why kids are messed up, kind of got off track. But, like, I came from there and met a lot of good people. Uh, then moved to Lake Dallas. Still people telling me, like, wasn't going to be able to do, wasn't going to be able to go to college, all that. So I had the opportunity to play football, and I knew that was my only, I felt it was my only route to go to college. So I took it, ended up hating it. Not, I wouldn't say hate it, but it wasn't what I, I never really enjoyed the game. Like, I loved watching the game. I, I never enjoyed playing the game that much. It was just something I was gifted in. So if you're, if you had that mindset, you gonna burn out. And I basically burned out, basically. Uh, it was never, I feel like I burned out when I first got there. So it was never like, it was never fun to me. It was just like a, of course, it's a job at the same time. You got to make it, like, you got to make it fun, especially if it's football. So, like, I enjoy, like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, the scenery, seeing the crowd, seeing, pulling up to, I love pulling up to, like, away games and stuff because, like, I love seeing, like, just the different environment and all that. So I enjoyed those little things, like going to like West Virginia and all that, but I never enjoyed like the X's and O's and all that. I would, so I ended up stepping away. I was I was never happy. 
stepped away for depression and stuff. It was actually like really bad at that time. And then my dad was sick at the time. So then I stepped away and was at home, not doing anything really. I was doing school, but like I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do and all that. But at the same time, I'm taking care of my dad because he's sick. And uh, I lost him. Uh, he died like three months ago, almost three months ago. And it was, I mean, it was hard as hell, but like it was something that I'll never, I'm glad I did what I did because I wouldn't have, if I never stepped away. He told me before that he wasn't going to be around for a while. So that like triggered everything and like just be like, man, fuck this. I'm, I'm out. So, but getting that time, like even in quarantine, when I, came back from quarantine and I really got to see him. I got, I, that's where I spent most of my time with him. So I spent like the most time I ever spent with him. I felt like this last year. So I learned a lot and ended up coming up on some opportunities. I'm actually, I don't, I, I never talked to anybody about this, but I'm actually think we're, we're in the process of getting a book started because my stepping away for depression and stuff, like it's a, it's a big deal because people don't, people don't really, talk about it especially in the sports world so especially like a kid from texas a high caliber school like that stepping away it's already it's already enough pressure to even walk on campus there especially stepping away that was that was something i gotta be gutsy to do so and i i wouldn't say i was a trailblazer i started a movement for people but people did start stepping away afterwards and sending me messages saying like, Hey, you, you helped me do this. And you, you were the reason why I did this. So it's cool to that. And that's really what I want to do at the end of the day is make, let people know, like, like you're not alone. I know I'm not the only person struggling. So somebody in Mississippi or somebody in like Alabama or some, or across the country sees it and they feel like they're not, they don't have to hide their feelings and stuff. So it, it's something. So now trying to talk to, athletes and stuff trying to talk to kids trying to get their open their eyes a little more because my eyes weren't as open and if you're not you can't be fully prepared for for life but you don't want to get blindsided at the end of the day so like there's some there's some stuff you can learn that that can help re reduce the blindsided because it's always going like it's always life's always going to hit you so just ways to like cope and ways to like healthy, healthy ways to cope. And just a lot of, I'm doing a lot of, I'm trying to get a lot of things in the wraps right now. It's a lot, but a lot of people want to work because they see the opportunities. So it's, it's a blessing because I, I mean, the same people that were telling me like at school that I wasn't going to be anything. I'm flipping the script, not in the sports world anymore. So I'm really like trying to, it'll be something, it, it, it's, it's something I'm passionate about. So I feel like if you're passionate about it, that's all that's all you really need to be successful. So I'm excited. That's a little backstory on me though. That's a little. Oh, that was good. Um, man, what really you know, a lot of that story just really intrigues me. Um, but what what was the decision like as far as backing out? Is that something that'd been like lingering in your mind for a while? Yeah. I mean, I heard you say you didn't you know, you didn't want to, you didn't even really enjoy playing it, but you did it because you saw it as an opportunity to, you know, get to college. And so yeah. was that uh, something that's still lingering in your mind around in college? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that all the time. Even when I was starting, it was crazy because people leave because they're not starting. I was starting at points. And I was like, bro, 
this is too emotionally like I'm not saying and, and, and I don't want to get it twisted like I don't want to get people twisted saying I never like put my all into because I like you can ask any coach I put everything I had but all at what like when I did it at what cost I felt like I lost like I lost myself doing that I lost a lot of things that that were valuable to my life that I that I valued that I couldn't really focus on because I had like I was gonna get my ass cussed out by the whole staff and hundred thousand people because I got death threats after games and stuff like playing or like just or people just going crazy talking talking reckless but it's like my first year sucked because I didn't understand it because I was so young I'm like why these like y'all was the same people recruiting me but then it's you gotta you gotta do good like you just gotta simple as that they gonna bash anybody like I'm not like so when I got hurt at first like I was like dang like they really make like they really clowning me like you look up Sam's name. If Sam has a bad game, he's going to hear it, like Sam Ellinger. So, like, anybody has a bad game, they're going to hear it, good or bad. So, I have to learn, like, you just got to do good. Like, you can't – don't give them a reason to curse you out, basically. So, use that as motivation. But then, like, you trying to prove, like – but then, like, you get lost and you get lost and all that shit. Like, you get lost in trying to – man, I just don't – I went – because I be seeing, like, it's different. Like I was never not saying I was ever on that side. Like people love me as like the fans love me as me. Like on the field, they ain't like me because I was always like blowing it. But like, but uh, not always. But I had my mo. I I just had a lot of bad moments out there because I wasn't mentally wasn't there. But but like you trying to prove like I'm trying to prove my dad. I'm trying to prove the fans. I got lost and trying to like I. I just gotta prove myself. Like I know I'm, I'm out here for a reason at Texas. So, so like, yeah. and then that made me like think like, damn, like I'm doing all this shit. Like, and it's not that I like I never I love the game of football. Like not playing it. So like I'm like, at what cost is this? like I'm just getting. Yeah. So Kobe, if going back to where you are now, like or the transition from then to now, yeah. Um, what was that like breaking point? Like what was the, the challenges you went through in your mental health and what is the environment like for people who are going through mental health challenges? Like do a lot of people go through that and they don't talk about it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, like when I was at home going through it, the transition, honestly, it was more of just like, damn, like you really see, cause I, I didn't realize how high up, like, Socially, I was like when I was playing this stuff. I didn't realize like people like people gravitate towards you that you, when you're playing this stuff. So then when you leave, it don't matter what the fuck you did. Like I like mental health. Like it could be anything. But if you're not in the game, you're not in that. If you're not in that locker room, like those people float away and it's crazy like of course well, like more so like asking the the people that are playing are they a lot of them going through a hard time their mental health and they don't talk about it like tell us oh, about yeah. that yeah oh yeah yeah for sure yeah they're they're definitely it, it's just because how it's how it's portrayed in sports and stuff like you don't talk like you just don't like you, you they talk about compartmentalized so like if you got a lot of a lot of shit going on they even say like you know we know you are going through a lot but y'all not gonna think about it during practice like they literally tell you that so like even when i was going through it 
and like I just wasn't there. My coaches knew that. Like I I can't say that oh it's because I'm going through something. I just gotta say I'm struggling. Like I just gotta say I'm just fucking up out there. It's not because I can't say like oh it's my like my group saying my girlfriend broke up with me or something like that. Like that could be something, but you can't say that because they'll be like what the fuck like like man your girlfriend like just some stuff like stuff you don't want to hear at the time and then you're gonna get more mad so so like people don't want to and then it's football so it's like it may be different for i wouldn't even say it's different for other sports but like i know for football it's just like so it's so masculine it's so like you just gotta shit like don't talk about it like you came here to work and then when you leave you like this is like Fuck whatever, fuck the outside, fuck everything. You come in here as football, and they telling you that. So you fed that, which I get, but at the same time, like you don't, you're there so much, you're there so much throughout the day. You can't not just think about football that whole time. You got shit going through, especially during fall camp and stuff. Like you're so, always there. So like, I'm curious, I'm curious if there's a way they could improve the system, the football system for mental health, in your in your opinion. I mean, I feel like just talking about it more because it's not, it's not talk like if you just talk about it, just talk like literally have talks and then like not for like not nothing forced because like players know when shit's forced. Like, you know, when coaches are trying to force like, like say like, and of course, like I'm not, this is probably, I won't even use that as an example because like, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Just like trying, just trying to, you don't you don't see the passion in it. You just see them trying to just put in it, like just trying to yeah hit the requirement it. or something. Exactly, exactly. And then and then you have more guys. You're gonna have more guys back out and not even want to do it because you know they're not gonna. You know, like they'll be like, all right, what this is how I see. Like if we told them to do mental health, coaches will come in there. All right, anybody going through anything? Like or is like it's like write write it down and. Uh, Drop it by my desk, you know. I'll, I'll read it. You don't hear back from like you don't. You, it's just like stuff like that. You know, oh, you you like man, this man gonna read my shit or like he's gonna be reading. He's watching film, so he's not even like in the in the mode to even be emotionally connected to what we're talking about. So like, it, and it's so busy, and I get it because like football is like so it's stressful for us, but like you got to think about the coaches too, like. They got to answer questions that we did out there. We may have messed up, but they can't ask us. They asking the head coach, so it's on his ass. So like, so they try not to. I don't know. It's just like it's so much stuff you got to like think about. I, I think about that all the time, just trying to figure out how to instill it. But you know, like, it's I'm not saying there's not enough time because there is, there's time because they they make time for other BS sometimes. So like, I feel so like. Hello, this is Kyle, your favorite co-host of the Social Ninjas podcast. Don't worry, I won't tell Jeremy. Uh, I just want to share with you all this really awesome mental health app designed specifically for men. So we all know that mental well-being takes practice, it takes strength, and it takes vulnerability, which for us men is sometimes kind of hard. It's not something that we fix, it's something that we honor. And no man needs to do that alone. That's where the Tether app comes into play. It's an area to practice those skills. 
With the app, you get access to peer programming, content, and a 24-7 support network where you can support other men and be supported yourself. It's not just a place to come when you're having a bad day. It's for every single day, and we celebrate a lot in the app. It's available on the App Store and Google Play Store for free. All you got to do is go check it out, go download it. It is the Tether app, and that's T-E-T-H-R. Go download it right now, then come back to the podcast and listen. I have a question. Um, if there's someone that is going through something similar and they're struggling with their mental health and they have all these pressures and they don't know how to kind of cope or deal with it, what would your support be for them? I would say definitely have somebody on – I would say definitely have somebody on the team because that's what saved me, I feel like. Have, if you have somebody on the team that's – I want to say doing, struggling the same way you're struggling, but they could just hear you out and just listen to you because – that was my issue too. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody on the team about it. So if you had that, even if you just had one person, that one person could save, like, could could actually save you. Because if I didn't have anybody that I talked to about the stuff going on just with me and like even the stuff that was going on at school, like not a lot of people want to talk about. Like you just feel alone. So I would definitely, and if you can't, and, and, and like I feel like you could, but if you can't, I would just say. I would say write your thoughts down, write how you feeling, because you at least talking it like you just write, getting it out. So it's but it, it's it's hard. Like I can, like I know there's somebody out there that's probably going through that right now, and I know that's hor- it's a horrible feeling. So like I would definitely I would definitely if I was going through that I would definitely write down or try to find somebody who could, who would just listen that you know it's not who's in it for like who's a good person, like, that's not going to take what you're saying, like, tell people, like, clown you and stuff or something, like, you really hurting and stuff, like, you really want somebody to hear you out. Even they can joke with you, like, about it. Like, you can just joke with them. That's what I did a lot. I made, I turned my pain into jokes and stuff with my friends. So we over here cracking up about stuff that I, like, I'm actually, like, depressed about, stuff that I'm actually, like, going through, but it made, it's, like, it's that dark humor, but that's how I, that's another way I, I get through my stuff, like how I get through my pain. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that, honestly. I know some people might not, you know, relate or yeah. might, might not like it, but I, exactly. I, I like the make, making it a little bit lighter. Like, that's what we try to do on here is, like, make mental health not so serious. Like, that's why we joke around. That's why yeah. Jerry bringing on puppets and doing all that crazy <laughs> stuff he does. Whoa, whoa, Kyle, we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Let me mute him real quick before he does that. Uh, I, I'm curious, you were talking about a little bit earlier about how when you uh, came out of football and, like, you didn't realize how high you were on, like, the, the social scale, and you kind of yeah. went from being this person that everyone gravitated to because, you know, you, you played uh, on the team to – what did you go back to like being like just like a typical normal student? And what was that like for you? Oh, yeah. What was that? Did that present its own like mental health challenges in itself? I mean, I never like, so it, I've never like, I never really loved, like loved the clout, but you notice it. So it was just crazy. Like seeing it just like, damn, like you, like y'all really, like it was like the girls that were hitting me up gone. Like, and, and of course, like, I was like, all right, like y'all just, you, but then I was kind of happy because I was like, y'all, like I know who's from, who's in it for me, like who's, who's, 
who has my best interest. Like, yeah. and I thought those people had my best interest, but they left. And then, especially when my dad passed, because like then those people came back. Cause I was like, damn, like, like you, you like you left for depression, and your dad died. You must be going through it. Like, obviously, like, but I never like it was, but but just like I would say, like being back at home, it was it was weird because people were always asking, like, you gonna go back, like. People were so like people thought I was really just taking a break and then going back. I was like, nah. And they were so like when yeah. they got the yeah, they were like, hey. I hear yeah. that. So what what helps you the most, or what what does or did help you the most with uh, your depression? And the the second question is, what's your dream? Okay, so what helped me with my depression? Or what does either one or what both? Does, I would say whatever I'm going through, like if I'm uh, if I'm sad, I'm not going to try to force myself to be happy. Like, I'm going to just sit in that shit. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let myself be sad. Because it's like you you forcing yourself to get out of emotion that you, you got to get out. So, like, if I'm mad, I'll be fucking mad. Like, I'll, like, I'll be mad for a while. But then I calm down. And then if I'm happy, I'm happy. Like, if I'm, like right now, I'm cooling. I'm cooling. Like, I don't try to, like, I don't try to like put myself in emotions that I'm not in. Like I just let it sit. And I feel like that helps a lot because you sad as hell that you like, okay, I'm going to watch a comedy, laugh my ass off. You still going to be sad. Like you, it's still going to hit right after. So I might as well just get it out the way and stuff. So I'll listen. I'll just be in that sad mood, listen to sad music, just chill, sit in my thoughts. And that I mean, that's how I go about it. And then, man, I say just talking to people as well, just like always being, having somebody to talk to, to talk about your thoughts and emotions and stuff. Cause like I said, like you don't want to be alone in your thoughts. So like if you have somebody that you could talk to about your thoughts or what you're feeling, then, then I feel like you'll be all right. And mm, what, I, and what, what, would I, say, what would you say your big dream is? Dream, I mean, I feel like just touching people, like just just touching lives. But I feel like I'm living that now. From but the biggest dream, probably having like I would say having like a, I always want to have like a. If I was ever successful, I'm successful. Have like a big house, but like be like a safe house, like for my friends that have like been through, like because I have a lot of friends that they're struggling now. I have a lot of like family, but just like have a place where they could just chill, like. It's like their safe haven. Like if they, they don't have to worry about anything, they can just like, they got everything they need. Like they want to play video games and stuff. They want to get away from the crazy wife or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to swim, they want to do whatever. Cause I'm like, I always, I see that like with rappers, but, but like they call it the trap house, but I don't like, of course, like not like that, but it's like, you but you see the situation because they bring they they bring in their boys that they they came up with them that they were a part of their lives you know what I'm saying so like and they get this big house and they take care of all of his boys and stuff and making sure they're making sure they good because I knew when I was down I had those same people were taking care of me make sure I was straight family and all that and not just friends I'm talking about family as well 
but but just something like that because I know that's something that I, I mean I know it's something I could do too if I if I really put my my all into it I'm gonna do that so that's my that's my big dream to be able to have that love it I love it hopefully I can come to your your uh, safe haven For house sure. I'm For invited sure. Kyle's invited Kyle you have a question yeah so if you had the ability to send one message to everybody in the world what would it be um one message i would just say keep pushing because shit's always gonna be hard like i always i always like i always thought the worst so i don't know i would just say keep pushing because i always thought the worst so i i know if i get through this i'll i'll get through anything like i know people go through shit and think it's the end of the world some more shit coming, like not to make it sound worse, like, but this is not gonna be the worst thing you go through. So you might as well suck it up in the most respectful way possible. I don't need to be asked, so, but like, that's how I see it. So I'll say just keep pushing and keep going. I like it. I like it, keep going. Well, thank you, Kobe, for coming on. Seriously, appreciate you doing what you do. I mean, you set a huge example for not only just people in general, but for especially for men to like step out and put your own mental health first. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do, and you did that and set that example. So I just really want to give you my gratitude personally for doing that. That's awesome. I appreciate you, man, for real. Me too. And thanks for coming on the show. Um, if people want to follow you or maybe message, email, or whatever it is that you're comfortable with, they want to ask you questions, if you're open to that, uh, where can they do so? Shoot, go to my Twitter, Kobe Boys, K-O-B-E-B-O-Y-C-E. Uh, just shoot me a DM. My DM should be open. So just hit me. Uh, I'll definitely. And then KobeBoys5 at gmail.com if you want to email but yeah, that's where you can contact me. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Kobe. Appreciate you. Man, appreciate y'all having me. All right. See everybody next week. See you.